got awesome tomatoes. Awesome like a Jersey tomatoes. tomatoes. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, size of your face, you know? And oh, they're like delicious. Oh, like one of those ox heart tomatoes. You got it. Heirloom Beautiful. tomatoes. Heirloom you know? tomatoes. That's like what's Nonna's up. style. From Nonna's gra- um, garden. <laughs> Absolutely. Beautiful. Absolutely. Right? I and like was... sweet corn. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Oh, sweet, sweet corn. corn. Yeah, it sweet like corn. Sounds like you would like... have had an amazing Thanksgiving lunch with all this sweet corn and tomatoes. We did. We had an amazing Thanksgiving lunch, for sure. Amazing. That, yeah. I feel like that was a great segue into this podcast. Hello, Aaron Levine. Welcome to the Ponytail Show. Thanks for being here, mate. So nice to have you on this, this little internet space. So I love it. Thanks for having me, Lauren. So much happiness right now, really. Um, yep. So I wanted to have you on because of your awesome Insta project that I feel like you've been doing like all year. Um, um, just like getting pals in the industry on and just letting them open their hearts to whatever the hell they want to say about life, about fashion, about whatever, and give a little slice of their little perspective on life. And that's totally. beautiful, man. I totally. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate it. You know, like... um. I've been doing it for about uh, a little over a year, maybe since like last October, I was like, um, I was sitting in this meeting, right? And this guy sitting next to me, um, who I like a lot, you know, he like complimented um, like a belt that I was wearing, right? Bear with me for a second. Okay, I'm So, all right, bear with me. (laughs) So he's like, I like that belt. It's, you know, I like your crocodile belt. And I'm like, actually, you know, it's alligator, you know, thank you, you know. But then Ouch, all day, all day, Ouch. I was like, why would I say that? Why would I even correct? Like, why would I? Why? Why? Why did you, you know, like, do that? I'm like, I don't know. But I didn't say it in like a mean way. I was just like, oh, you know, thank you so much. It's out. But then I'm like, why would I do that? You know, because I'm like a psycho about that kind of stuff. Right. Like about all the little details. And then I assume that like other people are, but other people aren't. They don't really care, you know. But then like the whole day I was like, I was like in anguish. Like, why would I say something like that? Even though I wasn't trying to be rude, I was just trying to be like, oh, yeah, thanks, man. It was, but it's actually alligator, you know, like, why would that matter? So then I posted it literally no picture. I just like put it on like an Instagram square. And I'm like, does anybody ever say this kind of stuff where like you say it? And then you regret it and then it like eats at you and then it like haunts you, you know, like you can think about like things that you said, like maybe forever ago and you like your eyes like pop open and you're wide awake laying in bed and you're like, why would I say that? Just haunting me So I posted you that, night. haunting me haunting like a, you. like a, like, like a succubus. Your, grandma, your grandma's um, worst, I don't know where I was going with that. Just Regardless, my, my grandma like was a really bad cook. One of them, anyway. One of them was amazing cook. <laughs> One of them was terrible at cooking. So I was going to say your grandma's real bad cooking, but like you know, maybe your grandma was a really good cook, man. She was a tremendous cook. I'm man. sorry, but grandma. But it's the opposite of that. It's the okay, opposite. Of all right. That. Whatever's the opposite of that is like what it was, right? But so I just like posted that, and then, dude, like a bunch of people just like reached out, and they were like, "Totally, this happens mm-hmm. to me all the time. I totally feel like this." 
you know, I, yeah. And so it was like, there was this weird, like, um, frequency that like, there was a bunch of people like kind of resonating on. And I was like, well, maybe like, I'm going to, I'm going to open up and like, um, and, and try to have this conversation with people. Mm -hmm. Right. So then I, you know, like when I was at my last job, you know, I, I, it was like a lot of pressure that I internalized and I had like a breakdown and I was like, so I just shared that and people were like, dude, totally. This happens Whoa. to me too. And Let's it started just like really resonating. for a second here because we yeah. need to give people context right now yeah, about yeah let's sorry. let's just quickly dive into your last job and, and that that stage of your life and just give bring people in to to what we're we're talking about right now so this is definitely in um the men's well wear world i'm sh like i read that you um started out kind of at what was it um club monaco Maybe? that's where i was last job Last but that's okay. You don't have that. to know. Why would you know? Why would I don't you know? know. You I'm trying to be professional on my very professional podcast, man. Okay, just give me a break. I hear you. <laughs> I appreciate that, and I appreciate that you looked into it. But we're not. This isn't a test. You don't have to like have this stuff memorized. <laughs> we just get to meet breath. each other for the first time. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, like, just for context, right? Like, for people out there, like, um, so as like a creative person with a lot of. Um, I don't know, like insecurities and self-doubt and like imposter syndrome feeling, right? Because like, this isn't what I studied for. I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just kind of figuring it out every day. Um, I just wanted to see if like anybody else started to feel like that, right? Which mm -hmm. is like the, really the root of the project. And it kind of came across like organically. But just to give everyone context, like I'm, I'm in apparel design. Um, I've been doing menswear for like a long time, 20 years or so. And I started working on like women's design uh, about four years ago. Um, and, and I just love it, man. I love the process. I love working with creative people, but the longer I've worked with creative people, like the more I found like this common thread of like, um, you know, of, of them being specifically hard on themselves mm. in like certain, uh, areas, you know, like tortured individuals, right. Like come Gosh. across, yeah. you know, like, come across like everything is amazing and they, you know, they, they dress uniquely and present themselves in a unique way, yeah. which, which, which from the outside makes them look confident and everything. But like, there's a, there's a common denominator that I've kind of found with like a lot of people in the creative industry is that, you know, <clears throat> a lot of them really busted their ass to get to where they are. Right. Um, and, and a lot of them, um, I'm not, I don't want to generalize between and say everybody, obviously, mm -hmm. but like, the main kind of things that have come up are like, man, insecurity, anxiety, um, um a big you know, one. a big one, man, yeah. a big one, you know? And it's like, if, if you're, it's like back pain, right? It's like, if you don't have it, you can't explain it to somebody because it's like, it can be absolutely debilitating and crippling yeah. and that people, and for people that aren't anxious, um, it's like, you know, man, you just need to get out more. You just need to like put a, you know, have a cup of coffee and like yeah. smile or go work out or do this. And it's like, it's really not like that, you know? And, and it's like, and, 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 you know, depression is like similar. Right. And I'm not, I am, holy cow. I am not a doctor. I'm not pretending that I know anything about what the hell I'm talking about. Full I'm just disclosure, saying, guys. Full disclosure. <laughs> do not, do not take this. I'm like not a doctor. Here, okay. Just get that clear. 
Yeah, but I feel you, man. Like, I mean, also, dude, the fashion industry is the it's predicated on judgment. It's predicated on how you present yourself in the world. And like, I hate to say this, and some people living in fairyland would like to believe that when you look at a person, you're not making judgments, micro judgments all the time. But 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 that's but that's the beauty of fashion as well is being able to express who you are and being able to figure out like what kind of weird stuff you're into. And it's more about getting to know yourself and and in that way. But you know, for the majority of people you know, who don't get into fashion that deep. It's just like, God, I have to wear clothes every day. God damn it. You know, like I have to go, <laughs> I have to wear clothes to get out of the house, you know, um, you know, and it's like a real anxiety for a lot of people. Super totally, right? anxiety. And, and, and um, you know, for people in the industry too, you know, um, as I found like on the design side is that you're constantly, your work is constantly being critiqued. Right. Yeah. And and to your point and like being judged and, and like when you're presenting, you're being judged on like how you present, how you present yourself and then the the output and like the product that you're presenting. So it's it is it is a constant feeling of of like, man, being judged. And then it's like you could have one great meeting, but then right after that, you've got two more, you know, and it's not about like what you've done. It's never about what you've done. It's always about what you're doing and what you do next, right? So, oh, like, even if you have, like, a, a great, successful, you know, uh, collection, meeting, you know, whatever it is, presentation, it's done. And then you just start working on the next one, right? So, yeah. it's just, like, it's just, like, really, it's a, it's a marathon. And, and I think if you can figure out a way to, um, you know, breathe through it and like stay mellow and like really give away credit and not take credit. You know, like I think there's a lot of with that, you know, with like the grinding process of it, there's there's a lot of like fighting over like who gets credit for things. And I came up with this idea and I did this and I'm worth this because I came up with this idea that earned this or whatever, um, as opposed to just like uh, trying to motivate each other and inspire each other and then mm. just give away credit. I find that has like way lowered my mm-hmm. anxiety or my like, um, you know, my, you know, just, just nerves and sense of worth. It's just like, man, if you can just like create a space where people are creating and like you're trying to create at a really high level and then you just motivate each other, then that's yeah. like a, that's a big deal. But you know, that reminds me of like team sport. Okay. Like, can you imagine, you know, any professional um, team sport, having a team, say let's, let's say a soccer team or whatever, and having every individual player on that team just like just be playing for themselves and like playing for the, for the shots for themselves and all that. Like, you know, nothing like you would have the, the worst team ever if you, totally. if, you, if you had a sports team like that. But, but you know, teams in, in, creative, in creative industries are no different from that. But for some reason in this like time and space that we find ourselves today, you know, we've gone from, we've shifted away from like the collective we into the, into the I the me, me, me kind of culture. Totally, and that's man. Fucking stressful, man. Yeah, like, man. it's so stressful. And people right? get depressed about that, you know? And we we like I feel like it's you know, for people who 
who feel like this is fundamentally against the grain, it's important to speak up about it. And that's what I really liked about your project, you know? That's, I agree. Right. And then, and then, and then uh, like in the sense of, um, you know, giving people like, uh, you know, a lot of people that, that come on and, and have chosen to do it, you know, they've got way bigger reach than I do, you know? And like, maybe they, you know, my reach is tiny straight up. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's not large. So, but, but what's interesting about like the people that are kind of like that I'm associated with on Instagram is like, we're the, a lot of us are like in the same field, you know? So you can get a lot of different insight, which I really thought could be valuable for people like coming up too, right? Like, I don't remember, you know, like, I don't know. I want to know about your history and I want to know about like how you guys started doing what you're doing, (laughs) you know? But like, and, and then one of these things is like, okay, so how do you share with like some younger folks coming up? Like, look, it didn't just happen overnight, man. Like you had to like put in work, put in like, uh, you know, like commitment and time and energy and, and failure rack up like a bunch of failures, you know, like that's critical failure, like all the time. It's not just like failure back then. It's like failure all the time now. And you know, what's funny actually with this podcast that I started this year is like failure keeps coming up as a, a central theme to every talk, you know, which is beautiful. <laughs> totally. Like, you know, so, yeah, ahead, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Um, I'm just, I just saying like it's like – I just watched you light up. When you yeah, said failure, I, mean, I watched your whole face like, light up. yes, and failure. Yeah. You know, like I feel like that's like the whole process. Like I'm really obsessed with like, you know, nature and like – the idea of order and chaos and like how, how yeah. these kind of forces like kind of are always battling to find equilibrium in, in like science and in the psyche and in nature and all this in creativity and all this shit. And like, it just keeps coming up that, you know, you gotta, you got to go into that realm of chaos, that kind of, if it's failure or like, a pandemic or like uh, getting divorced or whatever it is and you need to like go through that dark unknown space that makes you very uncomfortable to push yourself to f- make order from it and then and you know it's like this it's like the yin yang symbol I lo- I'm a bit obsessed totally. with the yin, yin yang symbol right now because it's like that idea of just going through the dark and then just you get to the rock bottom and there's there's only going up from here baby <laughs> man you know like that like what you say right there what you just said um uh, is a it makes me light up because i've i've experienced that like personally right you know where you're like you're at rock bottom and you're shelled and you're not sleeping and you're not eating and like this is how it hit me like in my last job, which was at Club Monaco for reference, I was the vice president of men's design there. Um, I took that position when I was 34 years old. I did not have leadership experience. I didn't know how to lead a team. I didn't know how to motivate people in the right way. I didn't know how to like stay like optimistic during tough times. I didn't know how to do any of those things. And it caved in on me and it like collapsed my soul, right? Like I was having <laughs> recurring nightmares. Oh, like Jesus. I was eating. Yeah, man, I wasn't eating, I wasn't sleeping, 
I was like drinking too much wine. I was like trying to cope and I didn't know how to cope. I didn't know how to deal with this thing. Right. Um, and then like, um, I had this recurring nightmare. We don't need to get into details because I don't want to bore people to death, but like one night, right? Like one night I had this nightmare for like eight months, man. And like one night, like the, the culmination of the nightmare changed. And instead of being like this dark, terrifying thing, I opened this door and it was this light, like amazing, beautiful situation. And then I stopped having the nightmare. Haven't had a nightmare since. And it changed my entire perspective on like how to deal with like challenges, you know, like personally, professionally and like, and, and how to just like really, you know, shift your mindset into like that fear based mindset or flight based mindset Mm -hmm. to just like letting it wash over you and then just owning it. And it doesn't mean that from that point on, I haven't experienced challenges that I don't know how to deal with because I have, and I have had like, you know, a couple of weeks of like, man, I'm not sleeping well. I'm, I'm not eating well. I'm just like stressed out, but it's a couple of weeks versus a couple months. And then mm. you can really delve into like your mind in terms of like, okay, what is at the root of like what I'm fearing or what I'm, what I'm in like anguish over and like, how do I deal with that head on as opposed to like pushing it like further down and burying it when it just, and it'll just like fester, you know, yeah, yeah. as opposed to just like push it out, like get it out there, face that stuff head on and just like pop it like a zit and move on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, you know, like I feel like this conversation right now is kind of like, um, it's kind of, all about the weird frustrations and failures of the fashion industry itself and you know how it's you know and then how that if you know so many people I know designers I know have who've been working for brands burn out like they burn out like hard and and you know like it's just an accepted thing that happens you know in design in fashion but like you know there's something weird about the way that the fashion into the whole fashion calendar and and producing garments the whole way that it's engineered like that it's the system doesn't feel quite right like and you know what's interesting right now that I'm noticing this year is like this kind of weird shift in like I feel like um, many industries, but definitely we're talking about fashion right now. That there's kind of this um, re—it's looking into the DNA of of we're looking into the DNA of of brands and the fashion industry itself and how that works, and we're trying to redefine its identity, its fun like its foundation to be relevant again because this kind of system feels so irrelevant so quickly right right you know and it's like um you know i think that there's a way that um you know people like you think about it right and people that are close to the industry think about it um and i think that there's a way that like the younger folks are thinking about it in terms of like why do you do it like that just like why 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 i'm in love with gen z right now by the way gen z i've got You've got a Gen Zia. I've got two alphas, man. I've got two Gen alphas. Are we on alpha now? We're on alphas now. Oh my god! 
my kids are 12, right? I have identical twin daughters and they're 12. And I'm just like, does it, does, do you care about this? Does this matter to you? Do you care about this? And they're just like, no, no, no. You know, Amazing. it's like, like, and like, you know, I think like, um, it's, it's, you know, and it's wonderful and terrible what we're going through right now here as a country, um, in terms of like, not only the pandemic, but like, there's like a whole, like, um, division here in terms of like how mm. people are thinking and, and, Absolutely. and, um, you know, what's important to people and like what we should be focused on versus what we shouldn't maybe. And like, just to get their perspective on that stuff is like, well, you know, because, right. Cause I'm, I'm getting up there, you know, like hair's gray and like, I got wrinkles and bags and places and stuff and like saggy bits. And like, so I think that I'm open-minded. Like I think, I'm like, oh, I think I, I'm pretty sure I'm open-minded. I'm pretty sure I'm anti-racist. I'm pretty sure I'm, like, supportive of, like, all these communities, you know? But you're only sure of those things in the constructs of your own mind, right? So and, when and you your hear... your generation, too. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Right? So, like, someone will say something to me about, like, what this, you know, like, maybe consider saying this next time or consider this. And at first, I'm like, whoa you don't know what you're talking about. I'm the open-minded one. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not. I'm yeah. not. I'm not. My brain is broken. My brain is like formed in a certain way. And it's like, I need to like re-break it to like yeah, think yeah. about things and be like, well, I'm not thinking about this in an open-minded way. I'm not thinking about this in, in as, a, you know, in as non-linear a way as possible. And for me, that's critical in terms of like, in terms of like thinking through issues or problems or challenges is like non-linear. Like for me, that that's the only way because it's like you can see like a bunch of stuff happening at one time and then like utilize all those tools to fix the situation as opposed to like step one, do this. Step two, yeah. do this. Step three, do this. For me, it's just like, okay, all of it like kind of at one time. And, and um, anyway, yeah, it's interesting to get their perspective because they're much more open-minded about things that like I thought I was open-minded about. And then I'm not, you know, and so I'm open with them too, in terms of like, man, I had this nervous breakdown. I had these things happen to me and here I am stressed at work. So if I come home and I'm cranky, or if I come home and I'm like a bit of a dick, you know, like this is why. And I think that like, that's a very different from like the previous generation where like my dad would come home and he would never say anything like, like he would never Mm -hmm. talk about it. You know, he would never talk about his feelings. He would never talk about any of that stuff. He would never talk about being stressed out. He would never talk about like challenges that he was facing, which actually in the end does, you know, it, it does, um, it, it, it's, it doesn't help the people in your family and, and especially like your kids and, and, and equip them with like skills for life. Yeah. Right. Because I think that that's one of the biggest ones is like, okay, being open-minded and communicating about like how you feel and like, and, and, and getting to know yourself like, um, yeah. intimately. Right. Because then you're like, okay, I know myself, I'm establishing my boundaries. I'm like creating my like safe space. And then that helps with that whole anxiety and, mm. and stress thing as well. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. You know what's funny Rambling. though? Like I I I I read somewhere, I don't know, I think it was a BBC news article, but like they were talking about Gen Z as I don't I don't know much about Gen Alpha. I didn't even know they existed yet, but Gen <laughs> Z is like ironically, you know, people were saying like talk people keep talking about the the 
the scary, devastating effects that social media and and the internet will wreak havoc on the the universe. But you know what? Apparently, Gen Zers are like the most compassionate generation. They are the most the least risk taking um, generation. They're very adverse to risk. And, like, you know, it's so beautiful. They kind of, like, grew up in a time and space where literally their time and space is not linear. They can be in multiple places at the same time. They can see so much exposed to so much. I don't even know how, you know, you know, it's like I feel like it's like um, growing up. It's like being born into a multilingual family, you know, if you're not multilingual and you look at a kid that can speak five fluent languages and you're like, for that kid, it's nothing. For you, that if you just speak the one language, you're like, oh, my God, my brain's going to explode. <laughs> but for a kid that, that is just, you know, grandma speaks, you know, Italian to, to the kid and, and mom speaks Chinese and whatever, you know, it's just that's how the world works for that kid. There's totally. no difference. Totally. And the people that are saying that the, you know, that this is wreaking havoc are probably, I'd bet on it, that them being older and like mm. not having, not being equipped with the tools, you know, again, maybe thinking they're open-minded and, but saying something like that is like trying to put the toothpaste in the tube, right? It's like, you can't go back. Yeah. So what are you going to, what are you going to say? What are you going to say? You're going to say that we're all just bound to, you know, destroy the rock that we're on. No, it's like, okay, this is what we have now. This is where it's going. How do we make the best of it? You know? And even like, look, I'm sitting here in like Cape May, man, and you're in Bangkok and I get to have this conversation with you. And how cool is that? Right. Like how cool is that? And like, that to me is like, that to me is, is awesome, man. And like, there are definitely forces for good out there. It's not all just, you know, destruction. There's, much more good in this world than bad but our little little nuggins up here they like to focus on the bad stuff and remember the bad stuff much more than all the good stuff it's like the how totally. our brains are wired so you know it's easy to get overwhelmed just folks totally. out there listening just don't watch too much tv news um uh you know, I like to listen to the radio to get my news every day. I find like the images too overwhelming sometimes. It's just like totally. in your face. Totally. Yeah. So what do you like to listen to? Do you listen to, um, I, okay. So I thought, A, I thought that was interesting what you just said in terms of like, okay, you know, we like to focus on the bad and that's the truth, man. Like you just mm-hmm. dwell on like the bad when like 90 eight percent of like your day may have been good you're going to focus on like the you know the 20 minutes that sucked and it's like how and then you just obsess over that or i don't mean to generalize i obsess over like that stuff and it's like how do you just eject that shit you know you're like i don't want to i don't want this i don't want it get it out you know it's like get it out and i and i don't know so if anybody anybody out there who's listening with there i want to know send me like a send aaron a dm text him exactly once you Um, figure that out but for me i find like yeah like meditation i mean sounds cliche and and people can judge me for sounding woo but meditation man that saved my life i had like 
super anxiety problem like when early on when I started my my clothing business like you know it's like okay I didn't come from a fashion design background okay I went to art school you don't learn anything at art school okay you do not learn anything at art school okay and so (laughs) so so here I am where did you go to art school where did you go um, to art school? In Sydney, Australia. It's a place called Sydney College of the Arts, which is like Sydney University's um, art school. And it was literally on a mental in a mental hospital. No <laughs> joke. It was an old mental hospital, all sandstone buildings. There were literally like scratch marks on the walls from like it was a mental asylum. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, it was, oh my god. And I'm I swear it was haunted, like, you know, um, yeah, I it gave me the creeps, but it was a really yeah. great space to not learn anything. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so then I'm like, okay, then I start a fashion business and it's like, God damn, you have to be so organized. So so organized. You have to be so organized, so on the ball, so fast at everything and and doing and so detail orientated and oh and then be creative on top of that just just totally if you have time totally totally Um, right yeah anxiety is such a such a thing of our our field but yeah it's back to meditation um yeah meditation really helped so how did you start I started. So the steps I took was like my I was my anxiety was so bad, and I was I'm the kind of person that's like I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm like <laughs> I just smile and just keep going. It started, it started manifesting itself. The anxiety manifested itself in like it affected my health, my skin. Yeah, it just, it just festered like it would. I was pressing it down. It just came. It just was like nope you're not pushing me down yeah so it just Crazy, came all right? out. yeah it's just yeah. nuts um just goes to show how connected this the human psyche is with your actual body function which just makes 100%. complete sense it makes complete totally. sense. totally um so i went to see a reiki person and basically yes. okay 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 so you're on the same page so i went to see a reiki yeah, person because sometimes if I say that, so I'll get looks like, huh, <laughs> it's like just not. Okay, so to me, okay, folks, for folks listening, okay, to me, Reiki is like a guided meditation with, a, a you know, a, an experienced, a, with a professional, okay? So they're going to help you. You're like an onion and they're going to help you just peel away the layers of of the shit that that's just deeply embedded in you and and then you know so um the, the part of my um steps to healing were just to date for daily meditations to focus on um my physical experience of anxiety so i felt my anxiety in the tip in the pit of my belly you know when you, mm-hmm. you hear something yeah. you feel like barfing yeah, that was yeah. that was the anxiety. So um, that's yeah, like that was the area that I feel that I experience stress in my body, and then just like focusing on that area, just in your physical body, and just kind of 
yeah, just um, just doing that as an exercise in itself is just is meditation in itself because you're only focusing on that one thing. You're only focusing right. on what it feels like in that spot in your body and just right. doing that practicing over and over and every day you then in your day-to-day life when you start to feel that clench of stress you go oh i know that feeling let's just take a little pause (laughs) yeah totally you know yeah yep um i would you know i would do i i love it it's awesome i love it you know i would i would do like and and, uh, um you know i am not like again not like an expert at that either um but I've found that if I take, you know, if I'm feeling myself, if I feel that feeling, you know, if I'm like, oh, man, I'm starting to spin, you know, like I'm just like, that's how it feels like to me, right? Is like I start Whoa. to spin and it's like there's like too much and I can't like stop it and I can't Whoa. like focus on like one thing at a time. I'm like, OK, it's like an avalanche of like all this stuff that I have to deal with. And I'm like, OK, Whoa. it's easy to get overwhelmed and like get like pushed underwater by that. So it's like, okay, cool. I'm feeling that coming on. I'm feeling that spin. I'm going to go, I'm going to like, we, I have this bathroom at work, right? I can can cut the lights out. I don't bring my phone. So it's like pitch black. And I just sit there for like five minutes, you know, and I just like focus on my breath, my breath Mm -hmm. in, I'm holding my breath. I'm breathing out, you know, I'm breathing all that bad shit out. Like, Hey man, you've been here before, you know, like, you know how to, you know, work through these issues. You know, these yeah. aren't as serious as like you're imagining them. They are in your head. It's just like, you know, when you talked about going to like thinking about the bad stuff instead of the good stuff, you know, it's like it, it, you can, you can let those things own you and, and like wash over you and drown you in a bad way or just like wash over you and through you. And then you just like figure them out, you know, yeah, and it's yeah. like, okay, cool. I'm overwhelmed. Right. And then it's like, and then I, I found that just like also communicating that to people. Hey, I need you to know, like I'm overwhelmed right now. I'm like a little underwater, you know, maybe we can like figure this out together, you know? Mm -hmm. And that goes from like, that goes personally and professionally too. You know, like I, I, I'm very lucky in that I have like, like some friends that I love, man. And I've got Mm -hmm. like, and I got like a, a couple different groups of these friends and, even that can become overwhelming, right? Because you're overwhelmed at work, you're underwater at work, and then maybe your friends are texting you and it's like only just to say, hey, or like just to have a talk. But you're like, look, even just that text message from you to say, hey, how are you doing? Is like crippling because I'm trying to cope with like all this stuff that's happening over here. Mm -hmm. And now I have to text you back and like start a conversation and like, Meanwhile, that's like a positive, lovely, amazing, wonderful thing. Like your friends are reaching out and saying, hey, what's up, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I think that it goes back to like establishing those boundaries, drawing like lines um, in the sand. I'm like, hey, I'm not going to pay attention to this right now. I'm not going to pay attention to this right now. I'm going to break all these things that are in my head down, right? And then I can just kind of tackle them, you know, yeah. as opposed to just being completely overwhelmed by them and like, yeah. and just, and it just, um, incapacitated you know that's like yeah. where my anxiety comes from well i feel it's like pretty scary of, shit man yeah it's real damn scary shit <laughs> especially with all the nightmares i feel like like right. you know I'm, I'm, yeah 
Oh God, I've I've been there too, man. I feel you. Yeah, I feel you. Really, really got me there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, like in our kind of like modern condition, I feel like we are um, conditioned to think that we need to be as productive and work all the time as possible. Like I used to work seven days a week. I worked seven days a week for like years. Like yeah, what? Man. And and what? you know, and then part what? of yeah, what? Part of what? the whole um, you know, like healing anxiety was to just be like, you know what? Sunday is no work. No social media work, whatever. Sunday is flea market day. I mean, for me it's kinda kind of work related, but I kinda love it. I really do. Oh, that's her. <laughs> um no but but it's just yeah that's the day for friends and family and fun stuff full stop yeah. do you have like yeah. a thing that you do like do you, is it sport or like what do, what do you do what do you like doing oh man geez there's a lot um you know like uh i, I can you know be outside i can go golfing with some friends i can go hiking with my family just hanging out with them spending time with them i like to like build little models because they that helps me like my help slow my brain down you know so like like um this is nerdy man but i'll build those like gundam models you know and like <laughs> so if, if, but like it's like all the pieces are so small and it's like i used to just build legos but then i'm like the legos it, it my brain started to like be able to run faster than the legos were put together so i needed something more minute and like complicated nice. so those things dude like if i start building those things my brain shuts off and all it does is like focus on that you know so that, those are those are it and then just like hanging out with friends and just like hanging out with my family like that's that's what yeah. i like to do man um but but uh i i think you know what you said too about like okay you work for seven days a week I can't agree with you more. Like the culture that we're in now is like produce, produce, produce. And if you're not producing at such a high level, then there's 50 people lined up behind you mm. ready to take your spot. Right. But you know, like I was the same as you, like I hadn't taken a vacation in like seven years. And again, this is at my last job. And one of my friends got married in Hawaii. Right. And a bunch of my friends were going, a bunch of our friends were going and my wife and I were just like, let's just go for like 10 days. We went to Hawaii, you know, with like a bunch, you know, a bunch of friends were there. The kids were at home. It was just like super mellow. And I came back just like a new person, man, like refreshed, recharged. Oh, hell yeah. So I think like if you're, and then I was like, okay, cool. That's not ever happening again. I'm going to take as much vacation as I could possibly take. And like, because all that does is make you better, man. It's like that yeah. recovery time. It's like when you're working out, that's also what I like to do. I like to, I like to go to the gym. I go to the gym like three or four times a week and it like clears my head, man. It helps with my head. Mm. Again, like you were saying, everything is so connected, right? So it's like you go there, work out first thing in the morning. It like clears your head and it oh, like yeah. opens your, you know, just like shakes the cobwebs out, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I think it's like, I think that, that that's a, that's a big deal. And that, so it's recovery time is all, it's basically the point I'm getting to, yeah. right? It's like, if you're working, that hard you're not allowing that elasticity of like recovery time and like your body and brain to come back to it to snap back to it all you're doing is just sucking the well dry man depleting yeah. all the vibes all the energy all the good stuff and you're not refilling it with good stuff you're refilling it with stress and bad shit then your well is tainted man you got to keep that well crisp yeah, and yeah. fresh 
As you know? a as a creative person, I think that if you don't have that recharge, you you lose your creativity. You make boring 100%. stuff, make real boring yes. stuff. Which is a segue into my question: Will that not boring stuff, but creativity? Um, <laughs> um, like, what is your creative process? You kind of asked me about mine before the podcast, but um, we kind of sort of touched on it. But like, yeah, what's your fashion creative juju right like process. um so i like uh i'm i'm a consumer of like um content culture music movies um just watching what's going on currently but like in the past and you know just like trying to like it, it's more of like a sociological like experiment i was talking to my friend about this the other day that I get to work with, you know, and it's like, I love to just like devour culture. Right. And like, just like, just like, you know, even the smallest bits, you know, like where my friends go get their food, if they live in Paris or where like the little bodegas they go to in New York and like what their day to day is and like, and like what the music they're listening to. And so I just, I just like consume stuff. Right. And like, and, and my brain is just like racing all the time because I'm super ADD and I'm just, and I'm just, it's just like constantly spinning. Right. So the only way for me to feed that is with like watching, listening, you know, just like constantly consuming stuff because it's like constantly spinning, not in a way that makes me like productive on like a, <laughs> on like a corporate professional level. None of that is like, it's all counter that because it's just such a frenetic space up there. So the, the, my process is just like consuming images, film, music, photography, all that stuff. Right. And then getting like super inspired by it and then like delving deeper into like each one of those things. Like if I'm into something specific, you know, I can just like go further down the rabbit hole and further down that rabbit mm -hmm. hole. And then like, and then that helps me find like, uh, I might come across doing like all that just like stuff, con consuming stuff. I might come across like, an image, a, a song, a film, a scene in a film. And then I can take a screenshot of that scene. And then that becomes like a North star for me, you know, or like yeah, right. a, a, a target, you know? And then from that target that I extracted out of like one thing, I can create it, an own imaginary, like little universe based mm -hmm. on like maybe what's happening right now from a, you know, yeah, I know it sounds silly, but like it, it drives color palette, it drives print pattern, it drives like silhouette, it drives detail, it drives all, it drives all of that, right? Yeah. And that's like creating like little universes, creating little micro, little mini Gundam universes, Gundam you know. And then, universe. right? And then you just yeah. like start putting stuff to it. You start pulling styles either that you have around. You know, it could be vintage, it could be newer, it could be neo-vintage, it could be something brand new, but you don't like something about it and you want to make it better. But there's mm -hmm. certain elements that you love about it that you want other people to experience, but not in the way that it's been presented to them because it doesn't work right. You know, so it's like all of those things. And then I tether it to like an image or like something tangible that other people can see. So it's not just like stuff. But it actually is like a, 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 a breathing organism, like living, mm. breathing collection, living, breathing thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Sounds like a lot, dude. But I swear it makes sense sometimes. It makes end. sense. <laughs> it makes complete sense to me. And you know what? Yeah. Like, 
I feel like I want to know, like, okay, where does because my process is very similar to yours, actually, and and it's always driven by a certain feeling that I have that I can't put into words about what it is to exist on this planet right now. So our world is always changing. It's, you know, it changes so fast right now. And, you know, like you have this kind of gut reaction to whatever's going on, whatever's like, you know, the news and like what's going on in, in the, in the world, in your personal life and in so many things in culture, you know, culture is a reflection of what's happening right now in the world too. So it's like all this collective, um, feeling let's say that we don't really quite understand but we 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 try to understand it by acting it out in our work or in our art or in our whatever it is that people do and i feel like where does yeah that so this kind of image that you find you know screenshot you find whatever it's like coming from something deep in deeper, Aaron, deeper, that, deeper. That yeah. His, yeah, yeah. So do, would you agree with and, that? Yes. And what I also think comes from that is like, again, I was having a conversation with a friend about this too. It's like, you know, and you alluded to it when you're like, okay, when you go to the market on Sunday, it's kind of your job, but, and you kind of enjoy it, but it's also a day off. That's where I think it's also really stressful for creatives is like, what I love is my job. Like, Mm. you know, like I, I made, you know, like you made it, I made, you know, you make what you love your job, you know, and that has pros and cons to it. People are like, Oh, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And I'm like, I think that's complete horseshit because if you do what you love, such horseshit, right? If you do what you love, then you're so into it that it makes you insane. You know, unfortunately, sorry, sorry, Lauren, you're insane. You're gonna yeah, have to be insane. That's okay. You, I've, you've been, I've accepted <laughs> that since childhood. <laughs> Lean into it, right? Yeah. But so that, that's good and bad. But I think one of the good things about it, in terms of like creating work, you know, like like I create work that where I work with people, and we all get to create work together as a team that other people have to actually spend money on and enjoy, right? But I'm like, the deeper you connect with what you're doing. And then when you talk to people about it, it comes out as true and genuine because it is. And, and if you're creating and building things in a true and genuine way that you truly care about, I, it, it, to me, it only makes sense that other people will care about it too, because you're not bullshitting them. You're just like, you are, you, you know, you, you're in the love of the game. You have the love of the game. You get to work with people that have the love of the game. You're creating something together and like you're doing it in a passionate, genuinely passionate, true way, then it will relate to people, you know? And, and I think like a lot of times, like people, I'll, I'll talk to people in the industry and it's like, uh, I, I get irked a lot of the times because I'm like, um, I'm like, I, I love what I do so much and I spend so much time doing what I do, whether it, it, it's like all the components that relate to my job, you know, it's like, I just love it so much. And I spend all like, it's my hobby. It's like, mm-hmm. so I spend all my time doing it. I'm consumed by it. So when I, you know, get in discussions with people about like, 
you know, certain things, I find it also sends me like off a ledge because I'm like, I understand that we're debating this and I understand that you, you know, you may have a point of view around this, but I also understand that I've devoted my entire existence to this. And if I think that maybe you haven't, then it'll be like a street fighter duel, you know, and I'll be like, I'll, how do you can I'll just like light you up, dude. You know, like that's, it'll be like all that, you know, because oh, like yeah. I care about it so much and I have devoted like so much time and so much energy into it. I make my family nuts. I make everyone around me insane because it's like, Oh, you have, you know, like you're obsessive about like buying things and shopping for things. And like, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not I'm obsessed about like, I'm obsessed with, with what maybe these things like, um, how they're tied to culture, what they represent, maybe just the way something looks, you know? Yes. I have a bookshelf with like Nikes on it. Yes. Because like, I'm obsessed with Nikes from a certain era. Like, I just, I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't have to explain why I just realize it. And I'm like, you know what? I felt like my whole life I would have to like defend it and like explain to people why, but I'm like, this is just how my brain works, man. I'm obsessed with certain things, you know? And that's all there is to it. Yeah. So, and I'm obsessed with like how different things go together. So it's not like, you know, I need the whole Agassi kit. I don't need the shirt. I don't need the shorts. I don't need the shoes all together, but I'm going to extract an element of that Agassi kit and put it together with like something else that's like different and like this whole juxtaposition and like tension between like pretty and gritty and all these things. Like I'm just, I'm like a psycho dude. That's so fun, though. I'm, that's so you know? fun. I I can relate on every level. Like, yeah. yeah, but also, you know, it's hard when you – it's hard to kind of live in in different worlds, like, you know. Where, totally. Where, and, and, but I think part of life is also being able to, to um, be – able to relate to so many different worlds in life too totally you know totally. otherwise you 100%. become a one-channeled crazy person who cannot totally. relate to people and i feel like you know you know a lot of artists and creative people are like that a lot of mathematicians i think math, math mathematicians are artists uh, creative people as well but like you know Amazing, you end yeah. up being one-channeled people and apparently that's also a big difference between men and women is like this men tend to be more one channel singular channel than women Mm. Um, um, this is just statistics it's not like I'm not making anything up or being sexist or anything it's just men and women are different okay so if PC principal was listening for from South Park yeah men and women are different we have different junk we've got different things going on totally and you know but yeah that's anyway it's nice to it's also nice to relate to different aspects in in the world too but but i i understand a lot of people don't get the crazy creative people and and that's okay that's okay that's okay that's That's okay you know like going up like growing up in school and stuff like i remember my mom like it's kind of like being at like her wits end right because having to go see like, a, I had to go like see like a therapist and stuff because she was like, he's, you know, like I think my guidance counselors and teachers were like, this kid is stupid, you know? <laughs> and I think my mom was like, 
he's not stupid. He just doesn't like understand how, you know, you're communicating with him. And they're like, yeah, he's stupid, you know? Yeah. But like, like, thank goodness for her. Right. Like she, you know, she, she, I can relate to her. She's an artist, you know, she's a, she's a, she's an artist. And, and, um, and I don't know, man, it's just like, it's just like lean into it. Yeah. Lean into it. Just take like a big bath, you know, in it and like in your weirdness. And, and I think like the more that you become comfortable with that, the more that you can be yourself. And then the more that you can be yourself, the more you can be genuine and, and honest. And, and I think that that's just kind of like the, um, the secret that's source. That's Aaron Levine on life. Thank you very much. Well, that was a great place to end because we're up to one hour now. And that was, we got, we dove in deep, man. Thanks for that. That was Dude. so fun. Yeah. That was, was so fun. I appreciate you. That how, was not like a normal Friday morning, you know. How do people follow your awesome Instagram or anything else that you want to plug on this obscure I podcast? Have, <laughs> <laughs> I have, I, my Instagram is at Aaron P. Levine, A-A-R-O-N, P like uh, Peter. P the letter uh, P. Levine, Levine L-E-V-I-N-E. Um and and like i love like um again like i'll get overwhelmed with dms sometimes because like i've found that like when we talk about stuff like this like um people feel relief and they want to like talk about it so um and i try to get back to as many as i can but i can't get back to all of them so i try to like um i'll try to like do a post that relates to like a lot of things that i can't get back to so um if people want to like try to you know reach out and like talk if you're feeling overwhelmed and you know either lauren and i can do anything to help we're here for you i just signed you up for that one oh carrie <laughs> carrie man yeah i do my best too um i know you do. all right guys well thank you so much for, for the time and um bye everybody bye i appreciate you lauren thank you <laughs> <laughs>